The New Orleans Saints have an issue protecting the quarterback. Trevor Penning hasn't panned out. So in the 2024 NFL draft, if they keep losing this season, they got to go back to the well. We have draft prospects to tell you about next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network. Guys, happy Thursday. It's Thursday night football. We're going to get into all of that, man. But thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. But I got to kick it over uh, for the introduction of my partner in crime, my brother, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Can you talk to him, baby? What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019. National champ with those LSU Tigers, man, here to bring you that championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft. Yes, that's your dynamic duo, man. It is me, Keith Sanchez, Damian Parsons. We are your dynamic duo to cover everything NFL draft, right, whether that's college football, whether that's NFL football. Like we like to say we'll be at the NFL draft, it all starts with the draft. DP, we have a slate. We talked about the Saints offensive line issue, so we're going to get into that and who they need to draft to be able to replace Trevor Pennant. Then we're going to talk about these impact rookies for this Saints and Jacksonville matchup, and then we're going through what game picks, talk about who we think is going to win the game. Trevor Lawrence is hot. Will Derek Carr and offensive coordinator Pete Michael finally get something going. So we'll talk about that coming up next. But DP, first, let's hit them with our title sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Keith, the Saints currently sit at three and three and Trevor Lawrence got banged up. Uh, you know, in their Sunday victory, I believe it was a knee injury. They say it was day to day. So, you know, kind of wait and make sure everything is going to be good for him. But the Saints lose this game, man. I mean, they, they, they've struggled, Keith. I looked at the numbers. They have struggled to protect Derek Carr right now, uh, allowing through what six games. Uh, uh, the numbers is wild 80 pressures, 12 QB hits, and 16 sacks. They drafted Trevor Penning. And your most recent mock, you gave him Kingsley Suomatia from BYU. How important will it be for them to go back to the well for the NFL draft to find another offensive tackle since Trevor Penning just has not panned out? DP, this is if, – if Saints fans and obviously everybody I live in – I live in Louisiana, right? So I'm well in tune with what's going on in New Orleans and just the fan base and how they feel. And so you're a little bit too calm, DP. Right now, Saints fans are angry. They're trying to find answers because you told me that Derek Carr, right, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, we even brought back Jimmy Graham, DP, drafted Kendra Miller, Alvin Kamara, right, that we were going to be in prime position to win the NFC South, and that hasn't been the case. And it starts with the offensive line, DP. This offensive line has been bad, DP. It's, it's, it's not working. There's no synchronicity. 
uh, synchronicity. I'm not which way to go with that, but we know what we're talking about, right? There's no rhythm to it. Um, it, and you talk about you started talking about Trevor Penn and DP. And who was Trevor Penn as a prospect? And this is important. I hope Saints fans are listening to this also. Um, Trevor Penning didn't get to the NFL and become a bad offensive lineman or become bad in pass protection. He wasn't that good in pass protection when the Saints drafted him, right? So I'm going to place some of this on his right and some of this blame right on the doorstep of general manager Mickey Loomis because you knew that he was bad in pass protection. Now, he's a second-year player, DP. This is not his first year. Second year, but he was injured. I think he missed the majority of last year. So he basically didn't play last year. So he's, he's quote-unquote, a rookie kind of, right? This is his first time going through the baptism by fire situation. And you're seeing some of the same exact things that you've seen in college was that he was extremely raw, right? There was a lot of bending at the hips, right? There was a lot of wanting to hold and grasp onto people. And what he's doing is this, DP. His penalties combined with the sacks, it's 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 a glaring problem right like like edge rushers are having their best they're having career games against trevor penn right and when you have that out of rhythm and then when you throw in the sparing you know the other four offensive linemen just you know i guess operating at a, a average pace right of a holding penalty here a sack here then it looks all bad but it, it, it starts with that left tackle position they need to address it at this point because there, there was no it it negates you drafting Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed, bringing in Derek Carr if you can't protect Derek Carr and allow him to get the football to, you know, to the wide receivers and everything. So, yes, DP, I put it in my mock. And, and people can say, some people can say this is too early, but I don't know that the Saints feel like they have 10, 15 years, right, to, to, right. to wait to figure out or even another two or three. I know Saints fans don't want to wait another two, three years just to see if one offensive tackle pans out. So, yeah, I, I drafted, I had Kingsley Sewell my two. Um, you know, from BYU because he plays the tackle position, much more experienced guy, play high level competition, right? I think he's more of a plug and play serviceable football player right now than what Trevor Pennon is. And, and Keith, when, like, you know, courtesy of tankathon.com, they show like the current draft order. They use like strength of schedule, you know, records and everything. Of course, we know that the Chicago Bears have the first pick because Carolina is one and six currently. But Keith, the New Orleans Saints at three and three are at pick 11, right outside the top 10. And you say, and for, for, for New Orleans Saints fans listening and draft fans listening, what prospects could be in range for them? Joe Alt from Notre Dame, the six foot seven, 320-pound uh, offensive tackle. J.C. Latham, one of your guys, right, uh, from, from Alabama, 6'6", 325. Amarius Mims, one of my guys, 6'7", 330. He played more right tackle. Right. Then he played left. But I think he has the athletic and physical tools to play either or either position. Right. And then, of course, another one of my guys, Jordan Morgan. Some people might say, mm -hmm. DP, Keith, that's a little too high for Arizona tackle. You clearly haven't watched the tape because Jordan Morgan can move. He's got good arm length and wingspan. He's powerful. And I believe he's scheme versatile in terms of zone scheme, which is very prevalent in the run game. But also he could do some gap stuff and move guys off the ball. This, again, a loss. A loss tonight, Keith, would just move them more and more or higher and higher up the draft order if this continues to be a trend. I mean, DP, you know what? Let me take this to the next level, right? This is this is the next step for Saints fans. They're going to say, you know what? We keep losing. Just keep on losing. And let's just go get <laughs> Caleb Williams. That's how far. Like, forget offense. I feel like one. everybody that's losing right now is like, let's just keep losing to get Caleb. <laughs> That that's that's what fan bases are. If, we, if we're not in it right now, if we sit in, in this crazy to have that thought because you'll just be three and four, right? And you're like, okay, right. you know, we still can potentially make the playoffs. You're in the NFC South where 
eight games can potentially win you the division. Seven, probably. But I'm telling you, Saints fans, right now, they are not in a good mental place right now. They're like, you know what? If we're going to be bad, if we're going to be average, let's just be bad and let's just go get Caleb Williams or Drake me and then totally rebuild this thing. And that's that's the question I was going to ask you, Keith, was if, you know, because they signed Derek Carr to a four-year deal, but I think it's essentially a two-year deal because they have an out after, I think, next season. Would they would would it be smart to to okay? Say so you end up with a top five pick. Would it be smart to draft a a a, a, a Michael Penix Jr. or you know if you especially if you're not in the full range to get you know Drake or Caleb because those are going to be top three picks, right? But say you're at pick five or six and Michael Penix is available, Quinn Ewers is available. You know, one of these other quarterbacks are available. What should they look into that or should they say you know what let's Take the best tackle. If, if you at five and Olu's on the board, would you rather, I don't want to say reach for one of those guys, or would you rather get Olu and then see what Derek Carr gives you for one more year? I, I think you have to go with the young quarterback, DP, just based off of time, right? Time on task, meaning that Drake May can be your quarterback for the next 15 years if he's a good QB prospect, right? Derek Carr maybe has five to seven years left. Um, at max and we're just saying even playing good football I'm not saying they will kick him out the league he's bad I'm saying even if he's playing good football he's just an older quarterback at this point right so like 32 you, you look at it from that perspective DP and then just you so I, I think you go with that and then you look at the rest of his offensive line DP the Saints and and this goes to your question right of like okay drafting another offensive line DP the Saints have spent draft capital over the past couple of years right you're talking about mm-hmm. drafting Eric McCoy you're talking about drafting Caesar Ruiz why are you talking about drafting Andrus Pete talking about drafting Ryan Ramchek so and, and then also Trevor Penning so it's this is not a team that turns a blind eye to the offensive line position they draft them they draft them they believe in developing them but something is not working at this moment right whether that's a, a talent identification right or whether that's you being able to develop is just not working at this point. So they definitely have to figure something out. So I think all the Saints fans, DP, are be on board. Like, you know what? If we sit in that top five, go get me Drake May, go get me Caleb Williams, and we'll figure this thing out for the future. At least I'll be happy in the offseason. But, DP, let's keep this thing going, man. We talked about one rookie, Trevor Penning. We talked about an entire offensive line, right, for the New Orleans Saints. But we have to talk about both side, both teams now. And we're going to talk about those impact rookies. And I'm going to throw in a couple second-year players um, that, that can make some big-time plays for Thursday Night Football. So coming up next, man, we're talking impact players. Guys, let me tell you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make me look good, so they're going to make you look good as well. They have stretched khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg to give you that truly sculpted look and the results that you desire after hitting leg day in the gym so much, guys. Their shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon's, but they fit way better. They also fit better than the regular shorts that we're accustomed to that's made from that stiff, restricting cotton. Why do they fit better? Because bird dogs use a cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but they stretch to give you the way slimmer fit without sacrificing all the movement that we love so much. And this is what I love the most. I live in the South. So when it's hot, it's hot. And Bird Dogs use an anti-stink and sweat wicking fabric that kept me cool. And they'll do the same thing for you and dry all day long, guys. So listen to me. Go to birddogs.com. says Locked On NFL or enter the promo code Locked On NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com. says Locked On NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take off your Bird Dogs, we promise you. All right, guys. So the impact, you know, when you when you look at both of these teams, and you look at where they, who, you know, who they've drafted, things like that. Keith, one of the guys that I wanted to highlight is an impact player. You know what I mean? He, he's played 183 total snaps, but 
he's played less than 50 snaps versus the run over 130 snaps uh, versus the pass. And that is Brian Brzee, the six foot five, 300 plus pound defensive lineman from Clemson for the New Orleans Saints. And a young man that, you know, he has nine hurries on the season, two QB hits. He and he does have a uh, he has two sacks as well. And, you know, for him, man, in a game where Jacksonville wants to run the ball, right? Whether that's with Travis, with Travis Etienne, which is typically who they run with, they haven't, you know, they really haven't gotten Tank Bigsby going a whole lot. They want to feed Etienne. I think, you know, that's just kind of, you know, he's the expl- their explosive back. They're going to try to get him going early and stuff like that. You want to, if you could stop that and force, whether it's Trevor or whoever at quarterback for this game, you can force them into playing. You know, handicap playing left-handed, where they they're throwing the ball all the time. Brian Brzee will be impactful, right? Because this offensive line for the Jacksonville Jaguars hasn't been that great in pass protection themselves. So when I think about, <clears throat> excuse me, when I think about who can make an impact as a rookie or a young player, I think it could be Brian Brzee if the down and distance allows him on the field. Yeah, uh, he he has the opportunity, and you see it in flashes. When you watch the game, right, he, he's just a, a quick penetrator being able to get upfield and things of that nature. And like you said, you're going to need it because you know that the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're definitely going to throw the football. And there's no better way to apply pressure than right up the middle and then Trevor Lawrence's face. And then he's athletic enough to where even on a run, right, this is a guy that can chase Trevor Lawrence down, right? He's not just going to easily be able to roll out, yep. evade pressure, stuff like that. Brian Brissy is athletic enough to, to really get after him, but DP just – Continuing with the Saints before we switch to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Talking about just impact young guys. Just want to highlight Rashid Shaheed, right? An undrafted rookie. And it's somebody people need to pay attention to because he's probably been their best wide receiver thus far. And I know that sounds crazy, undrafted young man, but his undrafted rookie, he was an undrafted rookie. This is his second year. He was their best wide receiver thus far. He's a vertical threat. He's a deep ball guy. He's a guy that Derek Carr liked to find, right? Then you have Chris Olave on his team who he broke a thousand yards, just like everybody talks about. And this is why markets matter, right? Because if Chris Olave would have went for a thousand yards in New York, his name would be talked about a lot more. But he went for a thousand yards with New Orleans last year as a rookie, much like his Ohio State teammate Gary Wilson. So he's a certified bowler. And then on the defensive side of the football, DP, I'm going to talk about Alante Taylor. And we know that the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they're, they're one three wide receiver sets, right? So that nickel cornerback position is extremely important. And Alante Taylor, for a second-year player, still a young guy, he's playing a lot of really good football, man. Even guys like Tyron Matthew, um, Demario Davis have complimented how well he's picked stuff up in the offseason. And really, he looks like a veteran already, right, just in his second year. So I wanted to highlight those three guys to definitely look out them for impact guys, guys that were just recently drafted um, that's going to have to make plays for the New Orleans Saints. No, and, and, and Taylor, especially being a young guy that can make an impact, Christian Kirk, like, let me tell you, this passing attack, and I know a lot of fantasy, you know, fans aren't happy with how Calvin Ridley has played, but it's not so much how Calvin Ridley has played. Trevor Lawrence just spread the ball around. He, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and I believe it's Evan Ingram all are hovering around 45, 46 to 40 targets each. Those, those three guys are getting the ball equally in this offense. Trevor's not just force, force feeding one guy. And you know that both Calvin can go into the slot, Evan Ingram can go into the slot, and Christian Kirk typically lives in the slot. So Alante Taylor in this matchup could be a big-time player for them um, just because being in the nickel and against this offense, they feed, they will feed that spot, right? You think about the over routes for Christian Kirk, the change of direction routes, whip routes, stuff like that. Being able to stay in the hip pocket of 
quote unquote a security blanket, whether it's either one of those three receiving options when they do reduce down into the nickel or into the slot will be big for Taylor. But Keith, wait, you look I wanna, at the offer. I want to oh, bring up one other guy, DP, and that is rookie for the Saints, running back Kendra Miller. Right now on the season, right, you were brought in because Alvin Kamara, you know, he had a suspension, but also they were trying to go with that two running back situation, right? They didn't bring back Mark Ingram because he was older, you know, he was aging and things like that. So you're supposed to be kind of the guy to kind of split some of those reps, right? But right now, Kendry Miller on the season, he's sitting at 24 carries for 73 yards, right? That's a three, that's a three yards per average, right? Like like rushing rate. And and you look at Houston, right? Two carries for negative one yards. You're looking at New England, 12 carries for 37 yards. You're looking at Green Bay, nine carries for 34 yards. It just simply doesn't get it done, DP, as a top 100 football player in the NFL. So they're going to need more out of him because you're supposed to be trying to pass the baton or at least kind of split the baton a little bit with yeah. Alvin Kamara as Alvin Kamara is getting older so you can potentially save him for the postseason, right? And you can use him in multiple different ways, um, you know, just as far as formationally and alignments and stuff like that. But Kendrick Miller, he's another guy, DP, we have to highlight real quick um, for the New Orleans Saints that has to step up. But I know you wanted to transition too, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So talk about a couple of the guys. Yeah, I mean, when you look at rookies, right, a guy that's played a lot, um, you know, Anton Harrison, uh, the the the, mm-hmm. the right tackle uh, out of Oklahoma. Right now, you know, on the season, he's allowed nine pressures, five hurries, four sacks. He's played pretty solid football for a rookie, right? But in this game, typically on the right side, who's he going to see? Cam Jordan, right? So no matter if it's Trevor, oh, if yeah. he's good to go or if there's somebody else back there, you got to keep big Cam at bay because if not you know he can wreak havoc man you know he's a hall of fame type of player in my opinion so you that that's a talking about an impact rookie for me or impact young player it, it's got to be anton harrison on this offensive line and, and and if you can play well enough to where they don't have to chip 24 7 they don't have to keep a tight end on the strong side or on your outside shoulder they don't have to slide protection to protect you so they can protect the quarterback it can mean a lot for this passing offense no, I agree. And I, I, you you highlighted the, the, the rookie, right? And I want to highlight a couple of second-year guys real quick for Jacksonville DP. And that's that's Trayvon Walker. That's Devin Lloyd. That's Chad Moomer, right? Y'all, y'all were the cream of the crop with Jacksonville Jaguars, not in this past draft, but in the 2022 NFL draft. They spent their draft capital on, right? You're talking about rebuilding. They want to rebuild the defensive side of the football. Um, And it's y'all guys, right? And I think Trayvon Walker right now, I don't even know if he has a sack recorded on the season. Um, Yes, I think three. He has three on the season, okay. And I'm sorry, but we talked about Trayvon Walker from the perspective of that as an edge rusher, we wasn't sure, right? And I really want to reduce him inside because even when you watch the film, it's like, okay, this is a guy that's solid on the edge, but we're talking about really making plays and being dominant, right? It's as an interior defensive lineman, and so I really want to see him get kicked down inside to that position to where he can dominate the interior of the offensive line. So Trayvon Walker is definitely they want to highlight it. They talk about Devin Lord and Chad Moore. No, I, I think that's a big thing, Keith, because Josh Allen's killing it on the outside. He's absolutely dominating. Seven sacks on the season. You know what I mean? He's getting after quarterbacks consistently. But if Trayvon Walker can start giving, he can get up to seven and eight. And just do it in a variety of ways. It doesn't have to always be a win on the outside. Like you said, reduce him inside and allow him to be that physical, athletically gifted player with long arms and power and speed. And typically that gives interior offensive linemen who you go one-on-one against 
it gives them fits. It gives them issues, right? Because they can't, they don't have the arm wrench to, you know, like what, what does they say? Box with God? Like they can't, they can't box that far. So if you can get your hands on them, displace them and get into, like you said, get right into the face of the quarterback, you, you instantly make an impact and you make it quickly on passing downs. I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it flowing, man, until one of our favorite segments right back into the show. Stay tapped in, man. We just outlined everything, right? We talk about rookies. We talk about a couple second-year players. Now we get to talk about who we think is going to win this Thursday night football matchup. Like we say, Thursday nights, they're always a little tricky, but we're going to go ahead and give a shot at it. The NFL season is in full swing, guys, and it's time to snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, brand new customers, today type of new customers, brand new tomorrow type of new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a bet of $5. What did you just say, DP? I'll repeat it. If you place a bet of $5, you can get $200 back in bonus bets. That's $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, it does not matter, right? If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, first of all, why are you waiting? There's no better time and place to get in on the action, all right? So you need to go ahead and do it now because it seems like the right thing to do. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Guys, all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on it today and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. I'll never forget being sick, having a sinus infection, being on the road, traveling, but I couldn't get to a pharmacy. That is where Jace Medical and the Jace case would have been perfect for me, which I knew about it back then. What is the Jace case? It is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Guys, with so much going on, so much uncertainty in our world right now, it's important to be prepared. Fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in Florida, earthquakes, and so much more. All of these things can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely matter. All right. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. All you got to do is choose what, what fits you and your family best. You can get gift cards as well. Buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can get a Chase case of their own. Go to chasemedical.com and enter the promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, guys, it's time to pick this game. And what, again, whenever we pick these games, it's like, what impact will it have on the NFL draft? When I look at this, t- when I look at this game right now, Keith, I'm picking Jacksonville to win this game. I'm picking them. I think they'll be able to, you know, try and get the run game going. They have a very talented offense, a lot of receivers and receiver options. They still got the rookie Brenton Strange, who's athletic as can be NFL size at tight end. He's not playing a ton, but you think about being able to go to some 12 personnel. And we know that Doug Peterson, I think he will eventually start to get him kind of fixed into this offense because he did it when he was in, in Philly, right? You know, he had two other, we had Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. He knows how to get two tight ends involved. He knows how to get multiple guys, the football, he knows how to do those things. I think he'll eventually start to get Britain strange, but they have enough weapons for Trevor Lawrence to be able to attack this defense. Like I said, Anton has to make sure you protect Trevor and keep Cam Jordan, not the backfield. That's easier said than done. Because Cam Jordan's one of the best to ever do it. But you got to keep him at bay a little bit. Just limit him or slow him down so that you, you know, you can have some confidence in the back end or in your backfield for your quarterback and also running uh, you know, Travis Etienne. So I'm gonna pick the Jaguars. And I just think, you know, Keith, 
like you said, they're picking 11th right now. If the draft was today, they lose again. They three and four. They probably move into the top 10. And now it's like, all right, do we just say screw it? <laughs> do we just say screw it and keep it pushing and get a higher draft? Pick? I think this is this is could be a loss that could really tailspin the rest of the season for the for the um for the for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I definitely is going to go crazy. I'm gonna tell you that New Orleans is going to go crazy if the, the Saints end up under 500. Because like I said, it's just it was the preseason expectations, right? And it was looking at the rest of this division. And the truth is, DP, the rest of this division is playing like the rest of the division is supposed to play. Average to bad, right? The Carolina Panthers is all bad. The Atlanta Falcons playing really average football. The Tampa Bay Bucks playing really average football. And then you have the New Orleans Saints playing really average football dp so the nfc south is exactly what we thought it was going to be but saints fans are expecting to be probably sitting five and one or something like that right now but dp you asked me who's going to win this game i am picking the jacksonville jaguars dp and i'm gonna tell you why dp if saints fans are not angry or when i watch the the tape if it's not the, the second person or maybe he's first at this point right if it's not trevor pinning the next reason for blame for saints fans his offensive coordinator, P. Carmichael, DP. They, they they want him gone. There's no flow. There's no fluidity to this offense. We talked about the playmakers and, uh, you know, the two young guys, Rashid Shahid, and then we talked about Chris Olave. There's no plan of action to, to, to get the ball to them. You have Michael Thomas, right, who still looks like some version of Michael Thomas. Then, mm-hmm. like we said, you have Alvin Kamara, and that's just enough weapons to score more than 17 points a game right like that that's just enough right there to be able to move the ball up and down the field and get some points on a football I mean yeah to put some points on the board so I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars because I think they're simply going to outscore them this this is a good Saints defense um they've been playing really sound football um but I think Jacksonville is just going to put up more points than whatever the Saints. so if the Saints school 13 Jacksonville gonna score 15 they're just going to score more points than what the, the Saints are going to do. But, DP, man, that wraps up today's show, talking about Thursday night football preview, man. We get the New Orleans Saints versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think is going to be a pretty solid matchup. I think it's going to be fun. Hopefully we get some fireworks. We had a decent primetime game. We'll walk back just a little bit, DP. We had a decent primetime game with the Cowboys and Chargers Monday. Yeah, it was so I'm hoping. Yeah, it was solid, right? It wasn't great, right? It didn't knock your socks off, but nah. it was solid. It was probably the best we've seen so far. So, I'm hoping for another good primetime game. But, man, like we always say, man, shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us coming. Holler at your favorite dynamic duo, myself, Keith Sanchez. You can find me on Twitter at DTalentCode. DP, Damian Parsons, my running mate, my guy, man. You can find him on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. Make sure y'all tap in with us. And like we always say, man, y'all talk to us. Y'all talk to us. Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Like he said, shout out to y'all for being our everydayers. On tomorrow's show, we have Make a Statement. We're getting into where you at. What are these prospects that we thought were going to be out there balling? Seems like they ain't witness protection because we can't find them right now. So we're gonna put the alert out. The the, the you know the uh, PBA or whatever they call it in terms of the police. We're gonna put out some some alerts to find some of these prospects, man. And then we got rookie spotlight debuting on tomorrow's episode as well. So we're getting into some of the NFL rookies that we are spotlighting going into week seven of the NFL season. But guys, like you said, talk to us because we do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.